0: The Hard Work Works fitness app is available right now. 3 workouts per week that require minimal to no equipment at all. It comes with video demonstrations, nutrition guide to learn to eat healthier, and so much more. All of this for just $10 a month. You can cancel anytime and keep all your workouts. Decide, commit, succeed, and join the hustle with the Hard Work Works fitness app today. Welcome to Haunter's Podcast, a show dedicated to Universal Studios' Halloween Horror Nights, haunted attractions, ghostly encounters, and all things macabre. (coughs) Now here are your hosts, Mr. Wonderful and Zach Hilton.
1: And welcome to a very special Hunters episode where we're going back to the past, baby. It's a blast from the past because if you've ever known anything about me in the past, I was a part of a show called Your Wrestling Show. And I am here with my favorite people in the whole wide world. I have the leader of that show. He also has his own deprogrammed show, and you can follow him on Twitter. What is it, at the Hulkster?
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah, <laughs> it's at the Hulkster, Justin Wilson, because he got blocked by Hulk Hogan.
2: A, that is true. Hulk Hogan, Tom Green. Oh man, <laughs> all, he had to, all he had to do was ask him nicely. He probably would have given up the name, right? I, I mean, I assume, yeah, mm-hmm. like I don't know Maybe I would have been an ass And been like, well, nah dude, nah But, but nah. I mean like, hey brother, can I get that name The Hulkster bro I mean, at least ask me And not yeah. put me on site, I don't know Anyway <laughs> God.
1: And that, Yeah, he could have just been At the sushi king. <laughs> oh, at at
3: dropped the third leg
1: <laughs> <laughs> And that I wonderful voice that you hear is the sponsor of Hunter's Podcast. It Ooh. is Mr. Hard Work Works
0: himself, Joe
3: What's up, everybody? Now, I do have a Twitter. It is at Hard Work Works. I don't usually use Twitter a whole lot, though. More Instagram. It DM me there if you're interested. Or you know what you can do? I have my very own app that you can download at your app store. Free download. Ten bucks a month. You can cancel any time. Three workouts every single week designed for what you have available equipment-wise in this crazy pandemic world. Maybe you don't have anything at all. That's fine. i got got yeah, bodyweight workouts for you. Getting the best shape of your life. Hard work works fitness on your app store. Go
0: there. Download it. Ten bucks a month. Baby, getting the best shape of your life. And now I true. feel bad eating a donut as he gives that pitch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yum. <laughs> it's well, that's about- true. It's all about balance, bro. <laughs> it
1: is. It is. I use the workout. It's great stuff. Also, if you can't catch them on Instagram, you can usually find them on 4chan or Pornhub. Like whoa, just- whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs>
3: whoa
1: you, got, you got it all twisted, bro. You got oh, it all twisted. Oh, that's I'm an ex- my
3: fault. ex-hamster, bro. Oh, ex-hamster
1: exclusively. <laughs> 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 all right. So all joking around, Mr. Wonderful's here, too. Hi, Wonderful. Hi, guys. That's that's, that's so, mine. <laughs> yeah, that's his intro. Shut yeah. up. Um <laughs> the reason why we're here, the reason why we're here is because recently the Undertaker is coming to an end. The character of the Undertaker seems to be going away. Um and the like all year has been weird for me because of this. Because between the Bonyard match being awesome, awesome. um then going on to this Last Ride documentary, which is awesome. And then them doing a tribute to him on SmackDown. Like, it really does come off as The Undertaker, uh, as we know him, is going bye-bye, Egon. And really what this episode is, I want to talk about memories of The under- Undertaker. Like, your memories, your favorite stuff. Maybe even not your favorite stuff. You know, least, wolf. Ministry stuff corporate <laughs> ministry, um, whatever it is to you and then kind of also talking about this last ride documentary kind of doing that and you know saying goodbye to the dead man because he's been there for 30 years wrecking shop at uh, WWE and it's really interesting seeing one man stick around for so long like it really truly is an end of an error kind of uh, start. So I want to start with Justin where when was the first time you saw the Undertaker and were you like instantly gravitated towards him or was it just one of those like you just grew with him So
2: I believe and don't hold me to this cuz I can't I don't know dates <laughs> I'm mm-hmm. not You you're the dates guy but uh mm-hmm. I watched his Survivor Series debut on like Superstars or something Right like after the event happened and i was like what is this what is this this is this is scary this is great i love this and then i remember him starting to show up on superstars and putting people in the body bags and that was it man i was like i'm with this dude i don't i don't know what 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 he's going to do what he's about but i am with this dude like it's it it just wrapped me in like especially like i said once he started putting uh the the job guys in body bags pinning them mm-hmm. on- Oh, it was just such a nice touch, and, like, he just enveloped that character, and from that moment on, I was in. Second favorite wrestler of all time.
1: Of all time? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow. So, this past, like, six months have been very, like, I would say, emotional towards you, would you say?
2: Yeah. And, I mean... So, and that includes with like all the clunkers, like the, the, the Goldberg match. And like, it's like he managed to somehow have those garbage, like his, his, his match with Brock at 30, uh, we'll get into like specifics of, you know, the, you know what happened there, but, uh, all the garbage stuff that's happened over the last couple of years, he managed to somehow still have an aura about him that still made him undertaker He'd go out and have these trash matches with Roman Reigns and stuff. And I'd still be like, yeah, but it's Undertaker. Like,
1: right. Like get, he never, he never seemed human after the fact. Right.
2: Like it's, he still like he had, what was that weird thing with the Wyatt family at, at Survivor Series with the, uh, where oh, Wyatt, yeah lightning bolts and stuff. And it's like, yeah, this is trash, but like, it's still Undertaker. Like this is right. Still, it's still him. He's still great. I don't know. I, I, it, like any other wrestler that go like Bret Hart is still number one. And I think that if Bret Hart would have hung on kind of the way Undertaker did, Bret Hart would have fallen because he's a wrestler.
1: Right.
2: Undertaker had the character in the aura that, that took him past all that other stuff.
1: Right, right. And um, before we get deeper into his career, Joe, like, when do you remember seeing The Undertaker? Did you come in later, like, the Attitude Era? Yeah, it was
3: definitely, I guess, probably, well, beginning of 98. Well, what year was 15? Was that 98? WrestleMania 15? Is that 99? 99. 99. Okay, so at the beginning of 99 is when I started watching. So I saw Devil Undertaker. So, like, and as a kid, I was... You know, obviously, before I was smart enough, I was like, this guy's the actual devil. Like, <laughs> it was, like, it scared me a little bit, you know, um, mm-hmm. and then I, I believe that was probably the angle when, like, uh, kidnapping Stephanie, right? And putting her up on the cross, right? Right. Yeah. Right, yeah. You know? yeah. The Hello, yeah. Stephanie. <laughs> oh, St- so, like, I was, <laughs> yeah, I was legit, um, like, scared a little bit uh, as a kid. So to see to to see that and then all this time see him evolve like was I guess like Justin said it never he never lost his aura uh, of the Undertaker and it was just cool to kind of see his evolution of like though I didn't really care for the American badass I always liked Devil Taker because that's what scared the shit out of me. You know what I mean? So Chris Mad while, While while I respect like he's able to stick around all this time um, devil taker is still always going to be my favorite. I think, um, just cause it got, I feel like it got the most, uh, reaction out of me. Cause it like I said, literally scared the shit out of me. Um, so yeah, that's, that's my first memory. And then, um, I've gone back and, you know, seen the older stuff where he was, you know, he debuted and he was a lot slower and, uh, more methodical and whatnot. Um, but I still, uh, I still stick towards devil taker cause that's cause that got the most out of me as, uh, from what I can remember.
1: I also think like for a lot of people, the first thing that they see or about around that time is usually their favorite uh, version of that. So I can completely get behind that. How about wonderful? Like, I feel like you've watched wrestling since a kid like Justin. So when was the first time did you get a taste of Taker?
0: Okay. For me, it was growing up. He's actually my dad's favorite. So growing up, there was a lot of. If The Undertaker was on, definitely my dad was watching it. So I was watching it with him. So for me, some of the early stuff that I really truly remember, though, because a lot of the early days of wrestling, like for me, my memories for especially WWF back in the day uh, really starts to grow during the Attitude Era and the Monday Night Wars and when everybody was jumping ship because that became really like it wasn't just a thing like that was on in the house anymore. It was now a holy shit, Hogan's over here and and Nash is over here, but now they jumped and now this and that. So it started becoming a little more during the Monday night wars that I was really picking up into wrestling on my own and not just, Oh, this is my dad's favorite. So I like him, but I remember like him coming out in the coffins and stuff like that. Really like mesmerizing me as a kid where it's like, how do they do that? How does he breathe in there? Like, how is he alive? That's not supposed to happen. Right. somebody's yeah. not supposed to be in a coffin like that and just pop up like that. That's so fun. No, that's scary. Uh mm-hmm. but as far as like my favorite version of The Undertaker, I really do like the American Badass one. And I think it's because growing up, I saw that beginning stage of him. Then there was that ministry. And I don't hate the ministry stuff. Sorry, Zach. Uh but don't Zach me. Joey's the one. <laughs> yeah, it's me. I, I like the ministry yeah. stuff. <laughs> uh, no, I thought you didn't like the ministry stuff, Zach. But like, I kind of no, dig that. But I like corporate,
1: corporate ministry. Oh uh, uh, yeah. I, I mean,
0: mm, corporate ministry was trash. But yeah, anyway, it shouldn't have been Vince. Uh, but I really He's like how he changed the character, and but was still the Undertaker on a motorcycle, right. and then was cutting promos, and he was scary cutting promos as well. Like, not just saying and they'll rest in peace. Like, cutting a real promo and being a real badass where it's like, oh, it's The Undertaker, and The Undertaker can actually cut this promo and make me believe that he's going to fucking kill this guy and bury him. I, right. I, I just, I like that. And then he was able to, again, transform it back uh, at WrestleMania 20 when he kind of was the return of the dead man. Uh, and then at the end, he was able yeah. to bring all three of them, bring Mark into the equation as well as... Being the American badass and the dead man, so and yeah. the Ministry, like four versions of it. So the, it's been weird watching his entire career, knowing he's my dad's favorite. Texting my dad the other day, going, "Hey, you're gonna want to tune into SmackDown. The Undertaker really is like going away. He he's retiring, and they're doing a farewell. Like, go tune in and texting with him and getting his emotions. And it's like this is weird because this is a guy that has always been the one connecting factor still. Because my dad obviously right. doesn't watch wrestling anymore. But it's like, hey, but The Undertaker.
1: Hey, but The Undertaker. Right, he's on and it brings him back into watch.
0: Yeah, yeah. It pulls him back in. So it becomes a moment again between me and my dad having that. Hey, The Undertaker did a thing. You know, hey, wrestling. Remember growing up right. where I played with the rubber fucking wrestling dolls and they hurt? Uh, <laughs> you know, well, you don't th- put them up your butt, <laughs> dummy. Well, no,
1: hey. hey, how hey how is, real quick, though. I got a yeah. question. Yeah. You, yeah.
3: Said, you, you said they did a... I, I haven't watched anything on TV recently. They did an actual retirement ceremony for uh,
0: him? Not,
1: re- not necessarily. necessarily but... Okay, so Friday on SmackDown, they did a tribute to The Undertaker. Okay. um, And they showed the Boneyard match, and then what, like interviews and such? Yeah, some, yeah. some
0: interviews from the documentary, some new stuff. Ah, uh, okay. It was more,
1: it's kind of a more like stalling because of everything going on at WWE. Uh, They're kind of like, "Hey, we can't film so much footage. Let's put this out." Um, I got my my first moments are just before the ministry. It's still, um, it's actually when Kane and him Mm -hmm. had their feud. So, at the same time of learning of Undertaker, like I'm learning of Kane, and Kane's new. And I always had loved Kane because I guess when I started watching, that's. You know, he was there and I loved his evolution of his entire career, but like always there was the undertaker. And what I'll always give this man from everything that he's done is um, he always gave 100 percent like it never felt like he was dialing it in or like he just was having an off day. Like he had to a hundred percent be this character in front of people, um, to go about the early days, going back to Justin and maybe even wonderful since you've watched it during this time, you know, you bring up wonderful brings up the whole like dead man, um, you know, promos like as a biker taker, but early on he had uh, a manager. He Mm. had, Someone speaking for him, and I love Paul Bearer. I think Paul Bearer was a good mouthpiece for him. What did you think of those two as a combo? Would it, would you consider them the like they were meant for each other kind of deal? Like it was like perfect chemistry between them. Yeah. Oh, oh yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, I- <laughs> First of all,
2: Paul Bearer was it was perfect, yeah. like in in pretty much every way in. You could tell at the time, Undertaker didn't have a promo. Like, I, I believe he even mentioned that, like on, on the documentary is he didn't have a promo. And so he can just come out and be menacing. And it worked. And the fact that he wasn't talking, just it made it him all the more mysterious, all the more scary uh, and all he did was like shove people. I hate to keep coming back to the body bag. Oof. Like seriously, like it, that was the thing. Like I was like, "This dude, what is going?" Like <laughs> Jake, Jake is throwing snakes on people. This dude's putting people in body bags. What is
0: going? on?
2: <laughs> yeah, like yeah, those two together, it's it's perfection. Yeah,
0: yeah, it's it's peanut butter and jelly. It's it's the perfect it's the perfect combination. It, it you, they struck lightning in a bottle, man. Like you never know. I I mean you know Zach. You never know as well Joey I'm I'm going to assume you never know how it's going to work out when you put two people together if they're going to connect like that and make magic but for whatever reason those two like Justin said he he didn't have promos in the beginning but Paul Bearer was just that was the guy that was a perfect match to be that mouthpiece the way the way we love Paul Heyman now for guys like Brock and them like for sure that's that's who it just it worked I I don't I don't think you could have put anybody else there it just with those two, it just worked. As a matter well, of fact, to your point,
2: like they couldn't because he came out initially with Brother Love.
0: Yeah, I was just gonna. Right. Say that, yeah,
3: I was just gonna ask you, Justin. Do you? Because you watched then. Like, how did? How was that dynamic? Because I, I remember I've gone back and watched it, the old stuff now. And with Brother Love, I, would, knowing what I know now, of course, too, is like, ah, eh, this definitely doesn't work. So, like, did you? You were watching when that happened, or?
2: Yeah. um, I mean, again, like when I think now the thing that keeps sticking out is him and Paul Bearer because I was still pretty young. I was 10, I believe. Uh, So, yeah, like my memory is fuzzy on on his time with Brother Love, but it was short. It was brief. They could tell, hey, this isn't working. We have something here with this dude. What can take him to that next level? And clearly Paul Bearer was it. And it just it just worked.
1: Right. I mean, honestly, for his character, this dark demon-esque guy, I don't think brother love is exactly the guy you need for this. <laughs> um, <laughs> but they actually even reconnected later on because, I mean, uh, Paul Bear was Kane's manager, then he went away, but then he yeah. finally came back. I want to say like 2004 um, when Undertaker came back as the dead man paul bearer came back as a little stint as his manager once again like and i remember being there great american bash jesus christ um <laughs> the dudleys versus the undertaker with paul bearer
0: in a goddamn cement Crypt match right Gee, no it was like a cement that's, match That's. Like, okay. i was just gonna ask that? i think was it the undertaker that pulled the lever and that's the last yeah, time we ever saw paul himself, bearer yeah.
1: 100% Undertaker is the one who pulled it.
0: That's what I thought. Yeah, they he wins and then he I remember that moment. That that moment yeah. was Again, that was one of those cool moments with the Undertaker where I, I I'm granted I'm older at the time that that one happens, but it's like how do they do that? How do like just adding those cool effects with the Undertaker where it's like, "All right, he just turned on his uh mouthpiece and his best friend and his dad and just boom, pulled that lever and now put him in concrete." And that's so cool. Like, well, uh,
1: I'm it it was an awesome story of like this guy's holding him back. Yeah. Like undertaker has to get him out of the situation because they're always going to come after Paul bear. And that's what he was trying to do. He's like, I'm going to kill you. Sorry, yeah. guy. <laughs> like, I mean, just tell him to go home. I don't know why you just don't go home. <laughs> uh, I, gotta,
3: I could tell you just stay at home on the couch, but I'm going to kill you. It's going to be a lot easier. It just put you <laughs> put in the, the cement. In
1: cement death. Good yeah. deal. Um, but since we're there, um this part what i want to do i want to talk about favorite moments favorite matches we'll start with matches and we can go all day with what we love what our top fives are blah 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 i want the one match that and if you you know if you take someone else's pick try to think of another one please do but um i want to talk matches we'll start with joey on this one what's the one Undertaker match that you absolutely love? Well, I'm going to go out of the box, I
3: think. So even though I said that I don't really like the American Badass version of the Undertaker, mm-hmm. but at the time, as you all know, knowing me, I was a huge Jeff Hardy mark. Um, I loved
0: gonna Jeff Hardy. i going to have to get rid of my pick.
3: <laughs> so, oh, okay. Well, I love <laughs> that Raw main event, the ladder match for the <laughs> Undisputed title, Undertaker versus Jeff Hardy, because again, this is before I was smartened up but god damn I, I really you really thought jeff hardy was going to beat the undertaker yeah man, and that was oh it was i i can remember 100 that match being like my favorite obviously there's many others with i won't even name them because you guys are probably have picks too obviously but um, yeah, that one definitely stands out to me as one of my favorite all-time Undertaker matches. Uh, to
0: right, piggyback yeah. on on that really quickly, because that was going to be my initial pick. Yeah, well, um, let's talk about. It. No, no, no. Uh, I'm with you, Joey. Like I remember watching that night and just being blown away. I I wasn't a huge Jeff Hardy. Like I like the Hardy Boys, but I wasn't like this. Oh, Jeff. Like I know everybody was into Jeff, but I was like, yeah, Taker. But by the end of that match. Taker had me hoping Jeff Hardy won. Like, that's how great that match yeah. was that I was pulling for Jeff. And I was like, dude, he might win this on Monday Night Raw. The little guy is going to beat The Undertaker. Holy shit, what a match. And obviously, Taker retained, but that was a hell of it. Like, I will forever remember that, watching that Monday Night Raw match because it was just like a holy shit moment.
3: And honestly, again, even though going back to my earlier comment of like, I didn't really care so much for the American Badass version of The Undertaker, but... In that match, I I don't believe that it would have been believable for like Phenom or Devil Taker or whatever the Dead Man type character to be in that match and have that um, like Jeff Hardy was gonna almost win. You know what I mean? Yeah. I feel like American Badass version like that was definitely the version that that made that match and obviously with Hardy too to to make that work. Right. I'm right. just
1: excited by the end of this. Like Joey's just going to go. You know what?
3: The biker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you're gonna,
0: gonna realize it biker biker taker was really he was a badass <laughs> you know what i might end up that way
1: justin, justin do you remember this raw match
2: yes and i was just about to say they actually referenced it on smackdown that like hardy hardy like stood up for for taker because corbin came out and did his corbin oh, that's
0: right. yeah right
2: uh but yeah uh Hardy was made from that mo- moment on, mm-hmm. too. Like, he became, a like, a, a single star. Like, he was on his own. <laughs> there was no looking back. He was made. And I, was, I wasn't paying as much attention to wrestling at that point. But that got me to pay attention because I'm seeing Undertaker has made a change. And now he's just, you know, powerbombing motherfuckers, for lack of a better, like... <laughs> <laughs> And he's power bombing Jeff Hardy onto ladders, and like I'm like, what is happening here? Like, and I just it wrote me it it was part of what wrote me back in, to be honest. So yeah,
1: mm. <laughs> yeah. Nice. I remember I remember watching this one, and it did exactly what it needed to do. It made um, Jeff Hardy a main event player for raw because they needed to build new superstars for that, um, that roster since they were splitting. Um, and I just, I, I remember just at that time undertaker just being an evil dickhead and I was into it, but they always made you get this like respect thing. So the thing that always stands out is like, yes, yes, the undertaker beat the crap out of him. There was a couple of moments where Hardy could have won, but the very end, like Jeff Hardy kept getting up and like, that was the thing that kept like almost turning undertaker on where like (laughs) at the end of it, like he picks him up. He's like, you did good kid. I wiped my hand on your face. So caressingly. (laughs) And it was like, it, it was a cool moment. Like I know we're, we'll talk moments in a little bit, but like, as that match goes it was badass it was hard hitting mm-hmm. and the undertaker got to play with someone he normally doesn't and i forget who said it but oh, it was joey where it's like you're right phenom taker wouldn't be in that match and it wouldn't be the same match
0: right it it would
1: be it would be just a different kind of atmosphere but biker taker was a very like it almost humanized them Mm-hmm. where he's this badass instead of this, like, evil entity. um, Wonderful, since you have, do you have one? Uh, yeah, 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 yeah,
0: yeah, 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 I do. It might be a cop-out one. Uh, Go for it. But I, I do like the one that I got to see him, the only time I've ever seen The Undertaker perform live, and that was the WrestleMania 29 against CM Punk. I, I think that okay. is an underrated match. I think that has a lot to it. I think what helps that match remain memorable, specifically to me outside of seeing it at Mania, was the unfortunate passing of Paul Bearer right before, which led into that perfect CM Punk steals the urn, he's mocking Taker, Taker's, you know, obviously dead man now, and is like, I'm going to fucking bury him. And they put on a 22-minute match that was really back and forth. I remember the crowd a little uncertain there, thinking Punk might pull it off and be the one to end the streak. But then obviously Taker kept the streak going and it ended up being the last win before the inevitable back half of his Mania career has been whatever that's been. Uh, So, you know, uh, like it also being the last Mania match that he won before dropping the streak and then having those Roman Reign matches and stuff like that. uh, I I think that one is a good one.
1: Justin, do you remember watching uh, Undertaker versus CM Punk?
2: So... What's funny about bringing up those two names is we, we,
1: we talked <laughs> are, are you wearing your shirt? Are you wearing your shirt? I'm a fucking Undertaker t-shirt.
2: If you believe that I'm a smart fan. <laughs>
1: oh my god, I just I broke a Shit.
2: <laughs> don't believe. <laughs> so Paul Heyman girl. Also I don't know if you guys know this. Undertaker's old CM Punk <laughs> great. Uh, but I I, I, think I I didn't know that actually. I'm glad you reminded oh me. Oh my god. Wonderful hit the nail on the head because, like, I think this match is hugely underrated, and I think it's because Punk's behavior since then, and yeah. specifically like away from the ring with that match. That was the main event match. This was a this was a top tier WrestleMania match very memorable because of the feud. And I, I think, I think it, because we kind of wanted something else at the time from punk. Like it's easy to like, kind of ignore how good it ended up being, but nah, dude, like g- great back and forth? Uh, I bought in a couple times that, Holy crap, is punk going to be the guy who does it? And cause it felt like this was going to be like, cause what rock and Sino two was that year. Right? Yes. Uh, So it's like, it feels like, oh, you know, maybe this is his consolation prize. Maybe he's the one who gets to put Undertaker down. And So, like, I bought into, wow, is Punk going to be that guy? And then for Undertaker to be able to pull it off, it's like, nah. but, like, Punk just had a great match with him. So, yeah, I remember it very, very vividly.
0: Yeah, I remember Punk did the, uh, he also mocked the... The uh, yep. Deadman's uh, Rest in Peace pinfall cover because that the crowd fucking we all lost our minds because even where I was when we saw him do that we were like oh <laughs> what an asshole like even in my CM Punk shirt I was like you don't do that <laughs> you can't do that yeah well, I yeah, that's a shithead yeah. Uh,
3: I, <laughs> I, I hate to be I hate to be the odd man out I I don't remember the match uh because concussions uh, hey. but I do I do remember. Like, because obviously Paul Bear died, and I do kind of remember the go home of Raw wasn't like did he did he start pouring out the ashes CM Punk on like the ramp or something like that? Mm-hmm. Did that happen? Did that happen at all?
2: It, it did. Me. I don't know.
3: Okay. Yeah. Either way, that's that's all I kind of honestly remember about it. But I think that I feel like I remember was seeing C- like at the time CM Punk was just kind of like eh, we were just kind of whatever with CM Punk at this
1: point, right? Well,
3: like he hadn't well- really.
1: Well, what I was going to say is, this is a very hard moment in wrestling, honestly, yeah. because this was when CM Punk had the longest reigning WWE Championship run, mm-hmm. right? And, and then, lost. and then Rock came in and beat him for the title, that so rubles. we could yeah. get. Yeah Rock. so we could get Rock Cena too right. never again never before yeah. we never saw this once um <laughs> not once not never not yeah. once. but um but it I remember going into it there was a lot of talk of like there could be a triple threat match between Cena and Rock yeah. there was you like see our, um Punk like earned his keep and deserved the main event because he was also WWE champion the year before and didn't main event yeah. the show. It, so there was a lot of that. And then it was like, Oh, well you'll get the undertaker. This is your, this is your consolation prize. Mm-hmm. And in my mind about it, I remember at that point, that's when I can see both sides. I can see punk being upset because he did bust his ass for a year. And then like, he just gets this consolation. But at the same point, the consolation is, is such a big thing like thinking of Shawn Michaels is like you know he's Mr WrestleMania he ne- he didn't win all his WrestleMania matches his whole goal was to give you the best show and so when CM Punk and Undertaker had a match i agree with you guys that this is the last really good undertaker match at WrestleMania yeah. like and you know Brock and Taker as much as i love what happened because of reasons that made sense to me. Like, this is the last time that the Undertaker performed at WrestleMania where it felt like, oh man, this person could beat him. Like, CM Punk could, and it didn't happen. And it's like, okay, well, I get it. I get, I get like Punk not beating him. But overall, I remember the whole like he put him in the Anaconda Vice and yeah. sat up like that. Is still memorable in my head. Um, I think overall it's a very solid match between both guys and it's definitely rewatchable. Yeah.
3: Well, yeah, it's like what you're saying that it's sort of coming back to me, it's fuzzy, but yeah, I'll, I'll have to go back and rewatch it to really remember. But, um, I, I do know that I feel like obviously it sucks that Paul Bear died, but it definitely added, yeah, more really, hey, to, like but- it. You're hung <laughs> up fucking ball Bear dead. Film. Well, I'm just saying it adds more to it. Yeah, yeah, You know what that's, I mean? Well, that's what that's what up. Adds, that's what I, amped
0: up the the match a little bit in the storyline because I I also very much remember leading up to it. It because Zach hit all the like was hitting all those points. It was very wrestling was in that weird place. The fans want were like we see what happened to Punk. Punk was pissed. Punk was like I deserve this, and everybody was kind of like starting to pick sides. And then it was like, you're getting Undertaker, but there wasn't really any buildup happening. And then when Paul Bearer died, it was yeah. like, oh, here's the, now all of a sudden, this is like wow. the main event. This is, we care yeah. about this. We want this Punk, one. Punk, Fuck Punk Rock Punk. Cena. You've <laughs> never seen it before <laughs> yeah. again. Like, you know. Look, him, yeah. Look, stabbed the
1: man. Justin, Justin, what what match is your Undertaker match? What's your go-to?
2: All right. So be- before I go into that, I just want to say, like, sidestep for a second. God. Yeah punk uh, and cena that year it should have been punk like punk would have dropped the cena oh god
0: trust me anyway i went to that yeah. fucking mania i wish it was punk and cena that year mm-hmm. yeah and especially with
1: that whole thing like where cena never beat punk yeah right like it would have been a it would have been a good storytelling oh, moment and I, I get it and you know and sidestepping again i get that you know it was the developing of the part-time superstar where the rock brings in other people than wrestling fans so yeah. i get the idea but at the same time i'm with you punk versus
0: cena would have been the match
2: yeah a match that we will never get that we should have gotten
0: yep like and it. and cena would have won and metlife stadium still would have reacted the same way it did at wrestlemania yeah. 29 by booing him out um because mm-hmm. that happened well, <laughs> well justin get into yo jam baby
2: all right, so I'm going to leave the obvious one on the table because right. the obvious one feels like it could be like in a greatest of all time conversation. Mm-hmm. So when you hear these names, you're going to know, yeah, of course. Uh, I'm, I'm taking you guys back to In Your House Nine uh, for the Intercontinental Championship Undertaker versus Goldust. Ooh. Okay. Wow. Huh? So you Picky. have two of my favorite characters of all time. And Undertaker is, you know, he's a top guy. He's a made guy at, the, at this point. You have Goldust on the way up. He's the Intercontinental Champion going into this. And you have just mind games galore between the two of them. And it's a casket match. And so you have Goldust bringing out a gold casket. And it's just, again, mind games at that point grabbed me. And so coming back and, and re-watching it, it, you know, is it is it the greatest match of all time? No. But it's... It's two of these guys, two of my favorite dudes, doing what they do the best. Right.
1: right. And that's like working the ring, their character. Like Bret Hart is a wrestler. And when you watch a wrestler wrestle, that's a different thing than the characters building the storyline within the match.
2: Right. And, you know, Brett is going to, you know, he's going to work a leg because he's Mm -hmm. working sharpshooter. And, you know, to me, I love that. I I eat that alive. But like to watch these characters like play mind games of here, I'm going to be the one and uh, Goldust doing like his androgynous. And you can't you can't do that to the Undertaker. That's not going to bug him. He's a dead dude. Like it's
1: right. He's dead, bro. He's dead, dude. (laughs)
2: He's also old. I wasn't sure if you guys knew that. Yeah. yeah.
1: yeah. Super old. old. Great. <laughs> um, do do uh, any of you guys remember this in your house? Because that's a fucking pull right there. Yeah, like, that's, that's a pull I, I do
0: not know. So WWE Network, later. Yeah. I'm going to have to check that. I've never seen that one. Yeah. So I'm going to have to check it out. I, I did a quick search, and I see that they actually wrestled, it looks like, a couple of times at In Your Houses. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, well, I mean, at that time they were
1: building uh, Goldust to be a main event player, and yeah. honestly, once again, who do you put someone against that you want to build to be your next guy? It's Undertaker. Yeah, it is. Like, I mean, that's why Teddy Long said it 147 times as his time as a GM on SmackDown. <laughs> 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 he built everybody. Really? Um, yeah. But I want to go back. I want to go back to watch this as well. Got to go to the network. Um, but fine. Don't hold me to
2: that. I, again,
1: I'm yeah, back. But still, no, no, no. But it's still. Your guy. Yeah. It's, it's your guy. It, it's a in your house. That's all I got to search for. Yeah, I think it's something it, that, it, it's that you good, remembered.
3: Yeah. yeah. I think it's a good poll anyway, because I think a lot of people listening probably wouldn't have thought
0: that either. You know, they're going to think of a WrestleMania match. Probably. Yeah, exactly. Right. Like I went for an easy one, uh, you know, and I feel like the one you left on the table was one that all four of us have been thinking and everybody's probably screaming at right now. Uh, you know, like, <laughs> well, I haven't nobody mentioned that one. So, you know, I like this poll. This gives me something to go back and see that I haven't seen of the Undertaker. Yeah. Right. well, literally, literally Undertaker versus Goldness. If you Google search
1: it is the first thing that comes up. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well there we go We'll have to watch that Yep. Um, I'm going to pick the one I'm not going to pick the one That I feel like a lot of people Are (laughs) going to think of Just because uh, This one that I'm talking about Is very influential To me as a storyteller as a fan of wrestling i mean as much as what the boneyard and the firefly match from this past wrestlemania in the same kind of vein um my match is uh undertaker versus Shawn michaels 1997 hell in a cell oh mm. all right uh, That is for the longest time, was my favorite match of all time, and the reason why is because again, you have a wrestler who's also a performer, you have a performer who wrestles really well, and you put them in a different type of match, which, yes, cage matches have been around for the longest time, but this match had a ceiling. It went past the ring so you can go on the outside. It was very deadly and different. And the way these guys worked in the match was amazing. Like, Shawn Michaels had to go to hell. Mm -hmm. Undertaker is the devil. And he is going to be in his playground. And I, you never once thought, holy shit, they're going to get outside of this thing? And I mean, I know it's not mankind on top, but like... When Shawn Michaels gets dropped from the side to a table, that's crazy shit. Mm -hmm. Like, that's stuff that you don't see. And then in the midst of this, we get the debut of another devil like character of Kane who comes in and costs the Undertaker the match. Like, so much story of this match, so much physicality. I just find this match as Ally said with the firefly match and the boneyard of now, that's kind of what this match is, is that this was a story driven match with some brutality. And I absolutely loved it. Anybody got thoughts on it? Yeah. I was just going to say like,
3: exactly. Like you said, a a story, a cage match with story um, to, to end a feud sort of, but also I think it's definitely a precursor to what we have for wrestling now of like, so, that big spot where Sean falls off the side through the table, like that's a huge high spot back in 97. You know what I mean? Like that's right. like, a, that's a holy shit moment of where today is like, Oh, that's what they do all the time. Right. You know I mean? yeah. So, um, that was in 1997 was, was just key. Like it's an amazing moment. So, um, yeah, I, that's all I have. How
1: about you, Justin?
2: So just, I think that one gets overlooked a lot because because of what happened with with taker and mankind and Mm -hmm. if you compare them match to match taker and hbk blows it the fuck away oh yeah Uh, i mean
1: it still stands as probably arguably top two hell in a cell matches
2: oh yeah absolutely and i mean those are that's a high high bar like Pause, pause real quick number one is
3: definitely triple h kevin nash right 100%. (laughs) 100% motherfucker. <laughs> okay, just a second. Sorry. Go back. I'm sorry. <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> I I, know. I, can, I couldn't I couldn't let it go cuz oh I'll forget. God. So sorry. Oh I'm glad
1: you remember that. Yeah, Morgan. you remember that. <laughs> oh my god.
3: Jesus Christ. <laughs> anyway,
2: but I mean, if if they don't deliver there, do we get taker in mankind? Like cuz that one is riddled with moments, mm-hmm. but the match itself is yeah. I don't want to say trash. That's way harsh. But like, right. it's it is. I mean, well, I mean, yeah. after
0: you get thrown and and you're kind of concussed and half dead, yeah, the match isn't going to be that great. But you're right. right everybody only remembers that match for the moments. It's mm-hmm. the moments of Mick Foley being thrown off the top, being choke slammed through it, and losing his teeth, and the smile when he's not smiling. Like that's that one. But you're right. This one totally gets overlooked because of Mick Foley almost dying.
3: Yeah. <laughs> and just like you said i mean if it if this one is a clunker will they go back and give it another try like, okay the last one was shit let's let's see if they can redo it like we may never have the hell in a cell if this one sucks
0: you know
2: which yeah a staple in in the wwe yeah. so
1: yeah
0: <laughs> Yeah, uh, and correct okay. me if I'm if I'm wrong. Didn't this also because of the introduction of Kane when he ripped ripped the cell door off, which that was fucking mm-hmm. awesome. Uh, right, wasn't that the beginning of the to their WrestleMania match? Uh yes, that's the build. To that was WrestleMania, the start of yeah. fourteen. Yeah. That's what I thought. Okay,
1: yeah. So, I mean, like I said, and that this, was a good match. match- yeah, it's very good. I recommend rewatching it. Um, so from there, let's go to moments. What are some standout moments for you as a you know Undertaker fan, Undertaker watcher? What's the thing that was like, holy crap? That's what I'm talking about, uh, Justin. Let's start with you. I'm
2: okay. As I'm cycling through the moments in my head, it is really hard to argue against his performance in the Boneyard. Okay. Um, I, I know that seems chalk and cause it's recent, but like to overcome like the literal trash that he's been doing over the last couple of years, uh, mm-hmm. and to be able to perform like that and not on just like on a level UX, you, you hope and expect from him and right. the, the trash talking he's doing. And like, there's so, uh, is this, this ain't this what you wanted? I, Oh no. Like, first thing he says, I got enough for you boy. <laughs> right there. I was like, holy shit, this is about to be fucking awesome. And it's yeah. like literally one of the first things he says, like initially it's, you know, AJ and it's like whatever. And I'm like, okay, whatever. But he comes in on the bike, which I'm like, cool. And then
1: <laughs> <laughs> Justin like, passing, looks at the TV. Cool.
2: And then he go, then literally oh, shit on for <laughs> I'm, <laughs> I'm pinpointing that moment to to me being in Got enough for you, boy. And I was like, Oh, this is what this is. oh, yes, I'm in. I'm in. And yeah. to be able to do that at this point in his career, and he could still technically do another match, and I'm sure we'll get into that later. Yeah, but if he doesn't, he he goes out the way I want the undertaker to go out. So I, yeah, I think I got I have to I'm pinpointing to I got enough for you, boy. That's my moment.
1: okay. Um, yeah, I was, I was going to say we could talk Boneyard later, but because we're here, let's just fucking go. Um, yes, this match was absolutely something I never thought we were getting. Like, I thought we were just going to get some in the PC fighting around the arena kind of crap. Um, what they gave us and what's kind of scary. And I'm kind of like even getting goosebumps talking about it is just like, watching an entire career in one match between a guy becoming the the dead man to the mythical being to the biker taker like through all this he is going through his entire career in what a 30 minute match 20 something minute match we go from he's so badass he's taken on druids he's beaten the shit out of um the oc he's using dead man things like you can't run away he flames it up he gets knocked down into the grave and then like appears behind aj like i've never seen a goodbye so perfect in my life like i'm with you it's and we'll get into it later about what if or when, but like if this is the goodbye for the Undertaker, I don't know if there's a better one. I don't know if in the career of anybody, if there's a better goodbye than this, because like with Ric Flair versus Shawn Michaels, with Shawn Michaels versus Undertaker, all these ones, they're all matches that are stellar that say goodbye to our heroes but this is something completely different and fits his mold perfectly um and the match itself was so entertaining so those are my thoughts on there. wonderful what are your thoughts on this match
0: uh, i mean we 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 covered it a while back but i'll, I'll revisit it a lot I, oh yeah i think, I think it's it. right yeah i think it's I think it was, like you said, if it, if it happened to be the last one, it is a perfect goodbye, something I wasn't really expecting. You said you expected it at the training center. I just expected, like, I, I expected kind of what they had originally set up with some graveyard offsite, but not the right. match that we ended up getting, which was seeing every different version of The Undertaker, including, and he talks about it in the documentary, but including Mark Calloway. So even like, shedding The Undertaker and The Badass for a while to be like, no, you you invoked my wife's name, now you get Mark. But you're also going to get ministry shit, and you're also going to get biker shit, and you're going to get, like, oh, my God, so much that about that match was just so perfect. And with where he is in his career, this is why I think it would be a great goodbye. Again, where he's at, I, you're not going to get a 25-, 30-minute match like that from him. You're going to get, like, maybe 10 And then he's going to be gassed and not look that good. And you don't know how the like that was the perfect way to incorporate every aspect of him. Say goodbye and just really still I watched it on. I watched the match again, even on SmackDown, where I could have just gone to the network and watched it without the commercials. But I stuck through the commercials to just rewatch the match because it's that good. It's that good of a match.
1: Yeah. Joey, how about you?
0: Yeah, this
3: one—the boneyard match and the funhouse—made WrestleMania for me this year. Um, because, and I remember talking to, I think everybody about it. or Whatever was like, I'm, eh, I'm not really into WrestleMania this year. I, I, I don't know if I can do it. And then, because I was a day behind, and Zach, you were like, you need to, you need to fucking watch it. And I was like, okay, I'll, I'll do it. And then, yeah, everything you said. What we got from that boneyard match was just absolutely perfect for. What we have in this time, because yeah, a regular in the PC with them doing whatever, just brawling around, that wouldn't have worked. Um, this awesome movie that we get of, um, like you said, all versions of The Undertaker, past, present, um, and then Mark Calloway. Um, and again, the best part of where he he arrived, like Justin said, and he's just talking shit. Like, that, that's, that's probably one of the coolest things, because it's like... That's like a Clint Eastwood. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like this old fuck, but he's about to kick your ass. You know what I mean? Get but off my rolls, graveyard. Rolls up, at a, goddamn, rolls up at a goddamn walker stumbling, but still just like spits out his chew dip and then is like, let's go, motherfucker. You know what I mean? Oh, like man.
1: that's oh, so I I absolutely love the end where he's, like, beating the crap out of AJ. He's like, I'm not going to put you in. <laughs> oh, no, you're good, boy. You're, you're good. good. <laughs> oh, we're good, man. We're good. we're good. We're good. Turns around and then looks at him and then just boots him right in there. Like, so, so perfect. perfect for that guy. Yeah. Um, sticking, sticking with Joey, do you have any other moments of The Undertaker that really stand out for you? Uh, um, I mean – a couple, and honestly,
3: oh, man, I guess I do maybe like under, uh, Badass Undertaker. <laughs> <laughs> a moment that sticks out to me is in another Hell in a Cell match where he chokes Lenz off the oh, Hell in a shit, Cell. yeah. And it's like, holy shit, did that really just happen? Armageddon, um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Armageddon. Uh, so I guess I do like Biker Taker, or yeah, uh, Badass, <laughs> American Badass Taker. Yeah, um, you do another one uh, that just kind of really quick stands out to me is um when uh he did the probably the last time he did the over the top dive at WrestleMania was he was it 24 maybe and the guy missed him uh, 25 or 6 yeah I mean, it was the first one we get Sean. yeah yeah 25 yeah 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 it's the and show. and the camera guy missed him and he head head dive oh yeah, cool. it was uh,
1: one of the brothers of um, damn it who was it jimmy snooker's son Oh, it was an ooze, yeah. It was an ooze. Oh, oh
0: man, ooze.
1: That's ooze. he ain't no here no
3: more. <laughs> ain't no more here. Ooh. Um, yeah, those those are just they definitely stand out of stuff we haven't talked about. Of just yeah. holy shit, did you really just do that? Did that really just happen?
1: Yeah, that was uh, that was definitely a scary moment. That last one, Um yeah. but yeah, I remember the Rikishi as well. That was pretty, uh, bitching. How about you, wonderful? What, uh, what uh, memory do you have of a moment?
0: All right. Well, let's bring it back to the dip for a second, because I remember <coughs> Tommy Dreamer drinking Undertaker's oh, drink. oh uh, <laughs> uh No, really, uh, I do remember that, but that is not my moment. Um, no, for me, I actually, I remember a lot of the stuff. Uh, we've been given a lot of the Biker Taker love. I want to jump back to a little bit of the ministry stuff, because I actually love and remember when he tried to embalm stone-cold steve austin Uh, Mm. i thought that was so like again that goes to like that he's the dead man and the ministry stuff where it was really uh really kind of magical theater undertaker so that idea of him trying to actually embalm a living stone-cold steve austin as a stone-cold steve austin fan was like holy shit holy shit holy shit like it terrified me because i was like stone-cold's gonna die stone-cold's gonna die uh, obviously he didn't. Uh, but then all the other stuff kind of surrounding that as well, like putting Stone Cold on the symbol uh, to end Monday Night Raw, burning Stephanie's teddy bear in front of Vince, uh, mm. like, all those kind of things. Uh, very, very memorable to me. Uh, just uh, yeah. stuff that I truly, uh, th- those are kind of the, some of the moments that I remember. Well, I think at that time
1: that's when like WWE did a really good job of theatrics and like really going over the edge with their storytelling. And I,
0: I agree with you. Yeah. I mean I'm so
1: sorry, I didn't mean to bring up a sore subject. <laughs>
0: <Ooh>. But <laughs> oh, no, even, but but really quickly, even to like uh, around that I time a as blue well, blazer, like blazer my ass out of here.
1: You know <laughs> yeah, what I mean?
0: But you know, even but, but even to continue down that, like when Big Show choke slammed Taker through the ring, like Right. That whole time frame, like that myth, that that theater taker stuff, really memorable to me. Yeah. Justin, did you love the
1: Undertaker? We'll call it the theatrics of the Attitude Era. Did you love that kind of stuff?
2: Oh, yeah. Like, because it was a nice contrast because you had Austin there, you know, just mm-hmm. stunning left and right, middle fingers and whatnot. And then you have somehow fitting in to this era, a dead guy embalming people. Right. <laughs> and putting Right. Yeah it didn't feel out of place and i mean he had the wherewithal to know when it did start feeling out of place all right i gotta change something up but like uh when it was there and when it was present and when it was at the forefront oh
1: man that stuff was great
0: yeah right stuff was a lot of fun um
1: joey this is when you started watching wrestling was that like stuff out of nowhere awesome
3: yeah, that, I think that's, you know, what probably kept me around, too, with just all the different characters. Um, and then, like I said, I was scared of shit of this demon uh, fucking goddamn devil undertaker trying to burn people alive and burying them <laughs> alive. And like, I'm going to take your soul. I was like, well, goddamn. Obviously, I didn't say that, but <laughs> as a kid, it <laughs> yeah, scared the shit out of me. But it was Great. it was those like acts and theatrics and everything else going around going along go wow i can't fucking talk today all those things things that were happening that kept me watching every single week and like begging my dad to please let me watch tv because i want to watch wrestling so right
1: um for me i mean we've been talking about the attitude Era all the way up to the boneyard but honestly i my favorite memory of the undertaker actually goes back to before I started watching. It's something I watched as an adult man and absolutely loved because if anybody knows me, I love movies. And the fact that I had Lieutenant Frank Drebin trying to find the fucking Undertaker at <laughs> SummerSlam, there is not a better moment in my life. I got Frank Drebin, one of my favorite characters in movie history, with this, like over like he's thinking like this is what i'm talking about they blended my two worlds together where he was trying to find them for the undertaker versus undertaker match
0: nothing better anybody else watch this (laughs) i will be going back to watch this i had no i knew I i knew that there was undertaker versus undertaker but i had no idea that Leslie nielsen was involved Listen
1: Yuck. to fucking me right now. Oh, my God. So back to SummerSlam 1994. Lieutenant Frank Driven of police squad with his inner monologue voice oh is going God. around the building looking for the Undertaker.
2: Wow. That is the most Zach answer to any question. It I think that
0: really ever- is. <laughs> I thought I was like pulling where I was like, you know, like embalming and stuff like that was cool. And you're like, Frank. Fucking driven. And I'm like, oh my God. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: I'm <laughs> gonna have definitely
3: go
1: back and watch this.
0: Do it, oh
3: my
1: god do it, please. Okay. Um, moving <laughs> on from there, we're we're getting near the end of this bad boy, okay. where right now what I want to talk about, just hit on, give me your feelings about it. Recently, we got this five-part mini-series of The Last Ride. It's a documentary for the undertaker and what's wild about it it's years in the making it's not even just like normally you get these wwe 24s and they follow them for a day or you get the 365 they follow them for a year and blah 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 this is literally the past like five years of his life are they followed him around? We get to see Mark, we get to see Michelle McCool, we go through the high moments of The Undertaker trying to get back to the ring, and we have the low moments like DX, First Kane, and Undertaker, mm-hmm. and Goldberg, Wolf, and you know, Roman. And what I and I'll go, I'll start first, but like what really got me about this series is that they did not hold back through the like the bad times. Like Mark was able to talk about like how bad something was. He didn't feel good after the Roman match and stuff like that. You see how he still is striving to be the undertaker and he just wants that moment. It leads all the way to AJ, um, And it was like, perfect. And that's why like, if the Boneyard matches it, like I fucking get it. And this documentary really helps with that. So much so by the end of it, when they're doing like the montage of his career and the music, I'm not gonna lie. I wept like a fucking baby Mm -hmm. and I could not control myself. I didn't think I would work up because yes, Justin said the top two characters for him. If I was here to sit here to be like, maybe top eight, maybe there's a fight for number six or five for me with him. But like, Overall, I didn't think it would impact me enough because he really is a part of my childhood and a part of all of our childhoods that's going away. It's a part of wrestling that we don't get to see anymore. And it was very, very emotional for me. But overall, my feelings for the last ride were one of my favorite things I've ever seen in wrestling history, in documentary history, like they did such a great job, Justin, what are your thoughts for the last ride? And would you recommend
2: just to jump in right there like that? Yeah, dude, like you, you nailed it. It's
1: it, it,
2: I I don't think I've had that moment of, Oh God, he's gone yet because of that. Like, I mean, I know that sounds weird because it's basically a goodbye, but like, I think it helped ease that, his decision, like seeing his decision making, seeing him chasing what he ends up getting at Boneyard match makes it go. Okay. This makes sense. And that's why the sadness of it hasn't hit me yet. Um, But it is, I, I highly, if you're an undertaker fan, uh, if you've been a, if you've been a wrestling fan for the last 30 years, uh you need to watch it. It's, it's well worth your time. It's absolutely tremendously done. Like you said, they, not only did they touch on all the bad things that we all thought was bad right they go into great depths of why right. it's bad and seeing him being heartbroken that that he didn't give roman the match that that he wanted to give him right See, yeah. seeing them heart, heartbroken that you know he goes out there for this big match with goldberg and they shit the bed and it's you know and i i hate that it's on that he feels it on him but it does show his character to me goldberg was the weak the weekend there. Like that that mix between the two of them, but that's aside from the point. Um and to see that, you know, when he comes out after that extreme rules match, which was by all accounts fine. Um and him go, you know what, man, I'm done. And again, like just watching his decision making. So like when, when AJ coaxes him into that last match, it's like okay, I kind of expect this to be the end anyway. Uh so I, I cannot re- recommend it enough. You get you you get to know who Mark Calloway is. You know, there's some questionable T-shirts there. But uh, I mean, mm-hmm. overall, you can tell that he loves he is everything you think he is. He loves the business. Uh, he wants to go out and give 100 percent every time. And if he can't give you who the Undertaker is and who he thinks the Undertaker is, then he's not going to do it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Joey, did you watch all of this?
2: Yeah,
3: yeah, I did, and I think this is the, not only from WWE, but I honestly believe that this is the greatest piece of, like, video, documentary, docu-series, small series, like, movie that has ever been put out in wrestling. Honestly believe that, because of how far back it goes, um, like everybody else has already touched on Yeah, like this, we we know as fans, like, this stuff sucked. And I really love that they actually went in-depth into that, like you all said, why it sucked, you know, how he felt about it. I think that's awesome, not only for, you know, obviously for fans to get the look behind the curtain type thing, but just to tell a full story. Like, you're not leaving out any details of this story, which is what we we want to know, you know what I mean? Um, To really shape where The Undertaker is coming from, where Mark Calloway is coming from. Um, Yeah, I'm really just piggybacking off all your other thoughts. I I totally agree with it. Um, It's very, like, you have to go, you have to watch this. If you like wrestling even a little bit, um, definitely check this out. Um, If you can, try to watch it all, like, binge watch it, because I think that's the best best way to go about it. Like, I, I watched it, you know, episode by episode right when it came out, well, a, a day later when when I had the time to do. But um, I definitely want to go back and just binge watch it. So it's, what, four and a half hours, essentially, five episodes? Um, yeah. To, I just want to binge watch the whole thing to get the full, kind of get that full effect. Because like you, Zach, on, on the last episode, um, I definitely welled up. I, I didn't full out Ball, but I definitely welled up because like, I could just feel all of his emotions and like where his decision-making was coming from. And it kind of just takes me back. Just because I had to stop wrestling, but um, yeah, it's it's definitely watchable. You have to watch it. Um, yeah, I, I love yeah. it.
1: Yeah, I think binge, I, I mean, I did the weekly watch like instantly if it came out like the day, the last one debuted, I watched it and that never happens to me on anything wrestling. I mean, I'm at the point where it's like pay-per-views. Okay. Maybe I'll watch all of mm-hmm. it through a week, but like this yeah. was like, this was uh to coin a phrase of one of our guys on this show's favorite wrestlers, it was must watch TV. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but uh, wonderful, <laughs> speaking of a favorite people. So yeah. did you watch this?
0: Did uh, How did you feel? I watched it. I actually, I actually didn't watch it week by week. I waited. I waited till the fourth episode dropped. Uh, and on the day that Sunday that the fourth one was dropping, I started watching the first one. So I did watch mm-hmm. all four pretty back uh, okay, to back to back to get me ready yes. for the final one. Uh, mm-hmm. That is a good way to watch it, uh, a, because yeah, the like when the first one ends, you just, you want more. You want you want to keep seeing where the story goes, uh, where his mindset is, and it's it's even if you're not a wrestling fan, because everything I'm gonna say will just repeat what what you guys said. Because it is it's it's great. I cried. I I cried at the ending of it. I thought you know I felt never was a wrestler never had to make that decision, but I felt all of his emotions coming through. So it's it's sad, but Even if you're not a wrestling fan and you have like the smallest little, I'm aware of who The Undertaker is, this documentary, this behind the scenes. And yeah, Joey, you're right. This might be one of the best things that WWE and professional wrestling in general has put out because they're all pretty standard. And this felt different. Felt like Michael Jordan's The Last Dance. Like it felt special. Like they took a lot of care with this and were not afraid to didn't try to cover anything up. They were like, talk the bad stuff if it's bad. If you think it sucks, talk it. Instead of trying to pretend everything's good the way a lot of them usually do. So yeah, uh, this is must watch even if you're not a wrestling fan and just curious to learn more about this mythical character that's existed for over 30 years, over three decades now. Well, it's also... What were you
3: going to say, Joe? I was just going to say, because wonderfully you brought up... I don't remember exactly the phrasing that you said, but like... This is a documentary of, of about a person that's in wrestling. It's not really even a wrestling documentary yeah. about a. You know what I mean? Yeah, so, it's a
0: decision making. We're watching a guy make his decision and struggle on: Am I too old? Should I be here or should I keep right. going? What should I give back? I, I like seeing that as well in the documentary. I like seeing his work with the with the younger talent and him doing that yeah. stuff. Like seeing how much he does give back to the business. So it it, it it's a weird doc. It, it, it's not a traditional here's a life is the day of this athlete. Here's Jericho's documentary. And that's not the shit on his stuff, but cause he is right. my favorite wrestler of all time. Chris Jericho. Right. So like, he's right. my number one. But so, you know, what but, I but. think that this
1: does well in is that, you know, for the longest time, we only knew this guy is the undertaker. Yeah. Only smart fans would call him Mark. Sure. I got my fucking undertaker shirt, but like, The thing that this really, the last actually since Mania, what this has done is dip our toes to prepare us for when he's inducted in the Hall of Fame. So Mm -hmm. he doesn't have to be the undertaker coming out. He can just be a man. And that's what really this impressed me with is how much they were like, watch, this is your guy, deal with him being a guy so is this really um,
0: a documentary of watching this undertaker for 30 years finally become a human yes it's it's finally
1: he became the boy the, the boy became a man baby yeah.
0: <laughs> just the way you okay. said it I was like did we just watch it, yeah. undertaker grow up <laughs> yes that's what we did um, um
1: Benjamin this,
3: Button. Yeah.
0: Yes, this has
1: been absolutely a blast um before we go final final question this is the big one Uh-oh. Um, for me, this being his last match, it, the, you know, and this is how this documentary kind of played it out to be. And even with the tribute on SmackDown, I've always sat here being like, okay, Survivor Series will be his last match. Like no matter what Survivor Series will be it was the Boneyard, the last match, or are we getting another one, Justin? So to me, it depends. Um, mm-hmm. uh,
2: it depends on like it when we allow crowds back. And I think that if he gets a chance by, I don't see it happening by survivor series, but if by mania next year, we're allowed crowds, Mm -hmm. I would put it past him to have something like he did with Cena, like some sort of big, huge squash just to kind of like a real send off in front Mm -hmm. of the fans. Mm -hmm. Um, And honestly, to me, after, after the boneyard exceeds literally everybody's expectations, uh, I think that's the only way we get anything else from him. Otherwise, it, that's it's the perfect send off. And why why ruin that? Uh, right. So, like, I think, and I, I think that's kind of why I haven't been able to get to that sad point of it yet because I keep thinking, oh well, you know, if the crowds come back, I'm going to get them one more time. Right. So I think that's why it's taking a minute for me to to set in. But to answer your question more directly it depends i th- i and i really think i really think that's it so it right. just, but with a caveat so <laughs> right
1: joey what do you think last match or one more
3: uh,
2: yeah like well, um, literally everything
3: that justin said it really depends on when when we can fill stadiums again cuz i think if when we can fill a stadium again if it's sometime so if we if we if we're looking at next wrestlemania they can have a Huge sold out stadium. I think he has one more actual match. Mm -hmm. But if it's if I don't if we don't have that, then I think Boneyard is it because I don't think he's gonna, you know, two more years, three years down the line. Like, okay, yeah, now we haven't done anything. I'm gonna get myself ready again for one more match. Right. I I don't think that happens. But I I I think that if we can sell out a stadium full of people. By next year's WrestleMania, I think that's the true send-off. Yeah, that's
0: what I think. Wonderful. See, I don't think even... uh, I agree with you guys. I think if if crowds come back, we will see The Undertaker again, but I don't think in any form of match. I don't even think in the squash match, like with the Cena thing, where it's like, I'm challenging you, and then he just... I think if we get it, it's when crowds come back, he shows up at either survivor series or mania whichever the first big one in front of a crowd is and he just does shows up to simply choke slam one of the young guys he just makes the appearance for the crowd to lose their mind and give him the send-off I don't think he wants to risk it I don't think Michelle McCool through watching that documentary will let him risk it Uh, I'm pretty convinced that she only agreed because of AJ Styles and that's it and I, I just don't see him doing an actual match of any type, even three minutes. Maybe go in there and choke slam somebody and, you know, get down on a knee and lights go out and stuff and all that. And, and Undertaker things so everybody can get one last kind of thank you taker in. But I don't think it's a match match.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, it's
1: hard because... My, my feelings are this, I think only one person in wrestling, like WWE wrestling history has the perfect sendoff and that's Shawn Michaels, mm-hmm. but then Shawn Michaels ruined it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> 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 Wait, we just pretend that didn't happen. It's like the first time Charlotte so, Flair was all, on Monday Night Raw.
1: It never happened. So that being said, but that being said, like I, in a part of the documentary, like Joey himself, like for me it's like, you know, I did retire from this. I walked away on my own from wrestling and there have been many moments where I've almost come back to do one more thing, even with Joey. Um, but it, it just never fruitioned, And I finally reached the spot right now where it's like, I'm very comfortable never coming back because I know my body is falling the fuck apart. Um, but that being said, the Undertaker has been in constant of like, oh, I don't want to, but I want to. Oh, I don't want to. I want to. And I'm with Joey. If it's a three year thing, it's not happening. Mm-hmm. Um, if it's next WrestleMania, they get a crowd. I can 100% see AJ Styles calling him out again, because the thing that is always in a wrestler's mind is like. Undertaker didn't get to say goodbye with fans there and Mm -hmm. you can see it through the entire documentary of like even the last couple of times. He's looking at the fans trying to get to soak that in to try to get that final memory. He doesn't get that with the boneyard. Yes. Story-wise, he had a tremendous goodbye, but if I was in that position with him and I know how I would feel, I didn't get to say goodbye to the fans. Right. So in my opinion, it's not over. I think he's got one more in him that he's going to want to do. He's going to want to do it in front of a crowd and he's going to want to do it with AJ styles because he wants to have a natural match. Like, and even at the end of the docu sitter series, he was like, never say never. Cause that's exactly what the wrestling business is full of. Never yeah. say never. Mm-hmm. Um, so for me, it's not over. Do I want it over? Yes. Because of a selfish fan storytelling standpoint, but from a guy who literally has not gotten to say goodbye. And if it was a true, like, just looking, being a smart fan for a minute, the tribute with Taker on SmackDown, Taker wasn't there. Right. So if Taker was truly going to say goodbye, he would say goodbye in the most Undertaker way. So my feeling, he's, he's not done. It's one more, and I think it's going to be with AJ. All right, so that is our tribute to Undertaker. RIP. I hope it's over. It may not be over. Who fucking knows? Only, <laughs> only, only that fucking Mark knows. <laughs> he's a re- he's a real he's a fan. Real fucking yeah, Mark. Is that a- guy. <laughs> um, I'd like to thank Justin Wilson. Justin, thank you for coming on. Please plug everything that we can listen to you on or whatever. All
2: right, so the. Best way is Patreon.com/slash Oh Hi Justin. One dollar a month gets you. I, I do daily content, so like there's uh, Patreon exclusive podcasts and whatnot, and you also get uh, these ghouls demos as they come about. Which is my band, which is just me. But uh <laughs> what a band! I know, right? Uh, and if you like, uh, if you know me well enough, then you know my love for Live Morgan and uh, the EP is now out. Hashtag Live His Life at theseghouls.bandcamp.com.
1: Mm, very good very good <clears throat> joey leone plug your shit guys
3: if you live in the hampton roads area you can come and work out at my gym with me or on your own hard work works fitness 2953 shore drive uh you can go to the website find out more hard uh if you live out of the area Go to your app store, download the app, Hard Work Works Fitness. Uh, I'm going to put a bunch of workouts on there. Uh, Once you sign up, just to give you a little free trial, give you a little taste, give you a little, wet your whistle, if you will. Uh, That's the best way you can get a hold of me. If you have any questions, you can visit me on the website, hardworkworksfitness.com. Send me a message, and I'd love to help you in any which way or form. Mm. (laughs) Is that good? that? That was
1: really good. That was beautiful. Uh, I don't know why my mind always goes bad when you're talking, but ch- it we're trying to help people here. All right uh me and wonderful we are the hunters podcast yeah. you can find us on twitter at hunters pod find us on facebook hunters podcast we release episodes every wednesday on every streaming platform you got uh we have a patreon hunters podcast and we put out content weekly so yes. guys
0: thank you again for coming on this was an absolute delight yes it was yes. thank you thank you yeah. And we'll be back next week on Sports Radio 1021 FM and 1460 AM. The game. <laughs> oh wait, no. The game. Wait, wait, no. Oh wait, I'm sorry. Did they sell they they sold the station and the guy made off with the money? Oh, okay. <laughs> wait, there was money? There was a Yeah. <laughs> Hold on, I should probably stop recording this. <laughs> Thank you for listening to another episode of Hunters Podcast. Don't forget to tell a friend, and you can subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, and other streaming services just by searching Haunters Podcast. You can tweet us at Haunters POD, or you can find us on Facebook by searching Haunters Podcast. Until next time, don't open that door or check under your bed. Make sure your doors are locked and the lights are on. You never know when the next scare will come for you.